Welcome to the Graybeard Chronicles podcast. Your hosts, Brian Halstead and Kevin Harkins, are two gray-bearded patriots who love God, their family and friends, and their country. The Graybeards are here to inspire, inform, and educate you on a myriad of topics they are passionate about. Brian and Kevin have a strong desire to share this with you to help you live your best life. Sit back and enjoy this amazing podcast as the Graybeards pass along the wisdom of the ages. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Graybeard Chronicles episode number eight. We've yes. crossed the threshold. We're over the hump. We so, are at number eight. I got I to gotta tell you, though, so some, some of my early research, which is going to be no problem, told me that you said, and I think the, the biggest consensus was around seven, and I think I told you I found that if you had done up to 15 podcasts and we're still going strong, then you were going to... You were gonna sustain. All right, so we, so we have a new target. We have a, we got to we got to keep you know continuous improvement. We got to keep moving the standard out there so we we get better and better. All right, I'm good with that. Yeah, absolutely. Fifteen will be here before you know it. It really will be. It will, and um, we uh, we might not be doing it outside anymore. Or if we if we are, we uh, we might have much warmer clothing on. We'll see. But you know what? This is a we gotta celebrate our successes. So let us toast to seven episodes, or no, eight. Well, seven Seven. completed and eighth is underway. Right, eighth is underway. Um, And we're we're sipping an adult beverage and smoking cigars on the patio at Six Bears and Goat Brewery. Once again, which is our typical spot, at least while we have some warm weather. So who knows how many more times before we have to come up with another plan. Right, as many... As many times as we can until the weather forces us to do otherwise. That's right. That's right. All right, so Kevin, you picked the topic for this week, and the topic is resilience and the importance of resilience. So tell us a little bit about that and why you you picked that topic. I will, and thank you for asking. You know, it is... Um, it has been my experience over the years and into the, the graybeard years that the topic of resilience or the characteristic of resilience in your life, there's few things in life that are as important as being resilient. And I, I was mentioning for everybody out there, I was mentioning to Bryant just before we came on the air that I consider a uh, resilience and persistence to be brother and sister in terms of personality characteristics or mindsets that are important to have but in my own life you know with the various struggles and difficulties um, not only in my personal life but in my professional life uh, as a Coast Guard officer as well as my professional business life since retiring almost 15 years ago yeah, it's uh, resilience just keeps coming up over and over and over again. And it's worthy of discussion. It's worthy because the thing that's, to me, interesting about resilience is you can get better at it. You can. You just have to decide you want to. How many times have we talked since we started about making a decision to do something, having the mindset, having building into your head a predisposition? right. right. And, uh, and this is another one of those topics. And if there's anybody out there who is, you know, just sort of, ugh, I am tired of 
life, resilience is something that you need to hear about and talk about. So that's yes, absolutely. That, that's a little bit about it. Yeah, and it, you know the decision part. Uh, that's the difficult part, right? Getting to the decision. Um, once you make the decision, that's when things start happening. That's when you know the universe starts conspiring to help you. The stars start aligning, and so on. The the difficulty is in the decision, right? Right. So um, when I so <laughs> this is always interesting when you heard about the topic when I texted it to you earlier this week. What did you think? What 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 immediately popped to your mind? Well, I certainly um, thought it was a a timely and a, an appropriate topic uh, in light of what um, what I, along with the members of, of our motorcycle club and the friends and, and loved ones of Justin Walker and Brian McClooney are, uh, are dealing with right now. That, um, that unknown situation of, of, you know, where are those guys? We talked about it on our last podcast, and unfortunately, we don't have happy news to report. Those, uh, those guys are still unaccounted for. And searches lost. are let's let's call it lost at sea. Right, just, just right. not yet found. Absolutely, right. I, I I firmly believe they're still alive, and uh, and they're waiting for us to find them, and they're wondering what in the hell's taken us so long. Yeah. And at some point they're going to ask us that face to face. You know, you you guys did a great job. I'm glad you found us, but why did it take so damn long? Yep. I um, I'm 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 holding out hope for that. I I that has not wavered, and I I still believe that's going to be the outcome. So I thought your uh, your choice of topic was was very appropriate because you know right now and you know other things that have happened in my personal life and and, and my club brothers and sisters lives here in the last uh, 12 to 18 months has uh, has really tested the resilience of, of our organization as a whole not this not the stability or well-being of the organization but just the right. you know emotions and so on of the people that are a part of it and uh, you know that's the, you know the the great one of the great things about being a member of an organization like what we have is all of those connections and all of those people that you have wonderful relationships, and the the love and, and care that you have for them, and the downside for that is you have expanded the number of people, uh, you know, in just huge proportions that are in your inner circle right. and people that you care about. So. You know the chances of something occurring to somebody that, you know, hits you emotionally as well, or you suffering a loss because now you're a part of this greater family, is um, is a is a real thing. It goes up, yeah. And, the odds um, of that goes up. You know, it's uh, it's a bittersweet thing, and I, I I mean I for one I wouldn't I wouldn't want it any other way. I uh, I I love the connections that we've made over the years, and um, you know you you get to celebrate all the happy things in life with each other and. And you also get to deal with the things that um, that aren't so happy, you know, loss, grief, etc. Um, and uh, together, you get through things, and and you got people to lean on. So there's lots of things that I I have noted that um, contribute to to resilience, and certainly can uh, can talk through those as we continue this conversation. But I think that was a really long answer to your question. That's all right. No, I'm gonna and I'm gonna brag on you here a little bit. Uh, so. Hopefully you can handle that, but just watching you um, deal with this—you know, your your lost brothers at sea. 
and the energy and the thought that you've put into the resilience honestly that you that you've demonstrated in rallying the troops and collecting money for flight hours and uh, trying to do anything and everything you can has actually been quite remarkable um, and uh, and well done so not only are we talking about it tonight but you're living it as we as we speak and I think it's important for the audience to to define this term and then put it in, I, I always like to put everything in layman's terms as well but right um, resilience the capacity to rubber rubber the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties that's uh, you know you just in in the in the seagoing world I would I would put that in layman's terms by saying when you get underway on a ship and you head out to sea there's a track line that you're supposed to follow and that is ultimately you follow that track line and it takes you to your destination and no matter what you're on that track line and you're going that is persistence but the storms will hit you all the time the storms will come in they'll knock you off course you'll be flipped around and headed in the wrong direction you'll be hanging on for dear life the ship will be pitching and rolling and it'll be dark and you'll lose power and there'll just be all kinds of shit going on and your ability to recover from that knowing hey this we're gonna ride out this storm it's gonna be over we're gonna be back everything's gonna be calm again and we're gonna get back on our track line and keep going the track line is persistence the storm is recovering from the storm is resilience and I think that those things go hand in hand and we need both but the focus is on resilience so I just want to make sure that 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 got out there yeah that makes perfect sense you know that's um with anything in life right so you know goals when you set off on a path to achieve a goal there's going to be you know potential hiccups in the road or, or barriers that pop up and it's all about you know having the the resilience and the and the persistence both to uh to deal with those the other thing that came to mind when um when you talked about resilience is if you think about a tree and you think about a, a healthy um you know vibrant branch on a tree and how hard it is to break one of those things, right? You ever tried to break one and move it out of your way? It's actually great. Um, I'm, I'm know, liking this metaphor. Yeah, yeah. because you know that's <laughs> that has to do with you know you um, taking care of yourself and 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 being strong and and full of good positive energy and having the ability to uh, adapt to change and bend without breaking, not being that rigid, um, you know, dead tree limb that's out there that's going to crack at the first sign of any stress um so i, I that came to mind when you you mentioned re resilience that whole you know be that strong green branch yeah. of a tree yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna <laughs> speaking of branch i'm gonna go out onto a branch here and <laughs> all right some risk of don't they I, I think it was i'm sure it was probably many people but the vikings speaking of resilience when they were looking, and just for, to clarify, we're talking about the guys in boats and the, the, with cool right. beards and stuff, not the and, football and helmets, team. Because this has come team. up, uh, yes, come up before. The, yeah, the Vikings. <laughs> when they wanted to, when they were choosing a tree to make the mast for their ships, what they would do is they would clear out all of the other trees that were nearby, so that that tree had to stand alone and be weathered with wind and rain and snow. And over the years, all of that actually caused the tree trunk to get stronger and stronger over time because it wasn't protected and surrounded by all the other trees it had to stand on its own and if it did 
when it got to the right size, the right height, they would cut it down, and that became the main mast on their ships. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. And, yeah. I've never heard that. That's, they, uh, because there was resilience. It had to bounce back, and um, and somebody's going to tell me it wasn't the Vikings. It was somebody else. But I know this has happened. It was still a cool story, yeah, it, and it absolutely is applicable to it, what we're talking it, about. It, right. It tells the story. Right. Exactly. And they're not calling in on a live line telling you that right now. So, exactly. you know, they're, they're going to listen to that and in the privacy <laughs> of their mom's basement right. be calling you out. Right, right. <laughs> Which is great. <laughs> so one of the things that I also love about the concept of resilience is not how much good it, not just how much good it does for you, but it is the fact that we can actually increase the, the, the amount of resilience that we have in our lives with thought and practice and purposeful decisions about who we are, what we're doing, where we're going. And that is an exciting concept. So I'm, I'd, I'd like to go in that direction for a little bit, if you're so willing. Absolutely. I, I read an article, uh, a couple articles preparing for this, and, uh, and just thinking about resilience and, and some of the characteristics that, that you need to to be resilient, and it really, um, in, in my mind, centers around mental toughness and, you know, the things that, that you um, do in your everyday life, how, how you deal with, with just ordinary adversity or stress, you know, those things all kind of speak to how resilient you really are. And uh, I found some interesting things as I was looking through some of these um these lists and information in, in these various articles about resilience and and uh, weighing, you know, your own mental strength and, and some of the, the signs of, of a, a, a mentally strong person. I like that word tough that you used uh, because it's I think it's another way to say the same thing. Just because it you know it appeals to the to the masculine part of uh, males that uh, to be tough and resilient is. Um, part of who we are. It, it actually reminds me of um, years ago I read the biography of Teddy Roosevelt and you may know that as an adolescent he was wimpy, worthless, weak. Well, worthless is not right, but just he was just a scrawny, sickly child. Right. And through the help of his father and his own decision making, he decided he was going to become tough. He was going to get toughened up through a variety of life experiences and he started doing all of these different things and as you know today he has the reputation reputation of being one of the most physically tough people that are that you know history has preserved in the you know in the written word and just really I mean this is a guy who was giving a speech and got shot literally got shot and kept talking and right. finished his speech before he went and got medical attention I mean, that's somebody who has decided they're, they're going to be resilient. They're going to recover quickly from yeah, difficult no times. <laughs> no doubt. So. Yeah, so what, um, what are some things in your mind that, that equate to or add up to that, uh, that mental toughness? Uh, there's a number of things. And you actually, I don't know whether you did it on purpose or not, but I think one of the, one of the key elements... It's not absolutely essential, but if you have it, it's a lot easier, and that is relationships. Uh, if you are surrounded by people who 
love you, support you, care about you, are looking out for you, are willing to hold you accountable, that you can always, when, when times are tough and you get knocked down, they're there to pick you up and encourage you to keep going. I think that is one of the most important things. You, you can decide without that that you're going to be a resilient person, but it makes a hell of a lot easier when you have it. When you and anybody who's a part of an organization or a close knit group of friends knows that, right? Because you know it's when you isolate yourself that you you begin to really have a lot of psychological difficulties that are much more challenging to recover from. But if you if you have so to me, that's a that's a really big one. There's others, but that kind of pops up to the top as something that and again you can choose to surround yourself with I mean think about your club you got your motorcycle club you right. got you got people who choose to to join that club because they like the values that the club represents and the mission and what you're up to but as soon as they're in there and they're one of your brothers or one of your sisters they are part of your family right. you guys are looking out for them you guys are helping them right there that's a classic example of one of the ways to increase your resiliency so yeah, and I hadn't connected the, the, the dots on this until now. I, I probably should have as we're talking through this and talking about connection and uh, the importance of, of that in, in resilience and, and building that, that mental strength and, and toughness. Um, that's actually one of the things I think we might have mentioned when we're talking about suicide and the fact that um, you know a lot of times folks don't have these connections, don't, don't have people that um, they interact with in, in that way and uh, and feel that level of connection and it's um you know it's one of the reasons and there, there's a bunch of articles out there too about about men in in general and and how they've kind of lost their way and they're they're not part of a a tribe anymore if you will they you know they go to work and and uh you know you mentioned masculinity and uh right now Careful, in, in, in today's world that's right. not a popular right. term you're being and toxically I, masculine right now <laughs> well no no i um i'm a I'm a Marine, right, right. so my uh, ability to be toxically masculine, is that is that a term, toxically masculine? It, 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 it is now because I said it. No, it, it's out there. Um, it's out there. Then, uh, yeah, I certainly have that in my in my tool bag. Right. But I keep it under control and only bring it out when it's absolutely it's necessary. Crap. That's what it is. Well, yeah. I think masculinity is absolutely something that's needed in no, our society. No, toxic masculinity. Yeah. It, it's, it's, yeah. I, I mean, it's a, it's a you can have toxic justice. anything. Right, right. But um, but masculinity in general, I think, is not something we should shy away from or be afraid of or or try to you know beat out of our our young men that are, are coming up in our society. It's absolutely something that we should can continue to embrace because it's important. You need that, right? The right kind of masculinity, right. not not any right. of this you know whatever they call toxic right. or. Right. I mean, you're not talking about toxic masculinity in those cases. You're just talking about guys acting like jackasses. Right. You know, and exactly. uh, there you go. It, it, there, there's there's that's what that is. So you need masculinity. I absolutely believe that you uh, you know, that's that's how we survive over time. And I mean, yeah, you know, right. So absolutely. We um, stepped off on a different path there. It's all right. But I some of the things that um, that I was reading about, you know, characteristics of mental toughness and so on kind of jumped out. And I'd like to share some of those. Um, the uh, and these are all, you know, as I'm reading through. The, the, this list that I put together, and these aren't the exact words that, uh, that that I was reading. I kind of you know put them in my own words, but um, 
I was I was like, wow, these are things we've already talked about. So it just kind of, you know, most of them line up with something we've already had a, a discussion about in, in earlier podcasts. And, and they probably will continue to yeah, do so. Yeah, there's, there, yeah, there's definitely a theme here. Yes. Um, and it's, uh, I don't know if we're, if we're doing so with intention, um, and I think we are, but it's just working out that way. Yep. Um, by the by, the topics that we select, and I think it's just based on the the values and and so on. But um, so the first thing is, uh, you know, these folks that, that that have mental toughness, they um, they don't feel sorry for themselves, right? So they don't have that victim mindset. Mm. And uh, I mean, that's that's so true. That's hitting the nail square on the head. You uh, you can't run around, you can't be resilient and run around with the mindset of a victim. You are so right. You are so right about that, and it's so prevalent today in our society that eh, it's not my fault. I got to blame somebody. Yeah, and all that does is hold you down, hold you back, keep you from taking action because it's not your fault, and that's really unhealthy long term. Right, right, and that plays right into the to the next one. Is you know, and, and we said I know we've said this before is uh, is uh, giving away your power, right, by making it somebody else's fault. I I wasn't responsible for that. You know. Uh, you know, let's not take personal accountability for for anything that occurred in this scenario. It's you know my boss's fault or my wife's fault or whatever. Um, yeah, it, it's just, it's it's nonsense, right? You gotta you can't give away your power, right? So when when something is screwed up, chances are um, in all the failures that you've had in your life, and failures like we've talked about previously aren't necessarily a bad thing. The one thing about failures, though. Uh, where you didn't quite hit the mark, the common denominator in all of those is you, because you were there, and the people around you have changed, so it's probably not their fault. That's right. I am desperately looking for that quote that you sent me. That's why I'm on my phone uh, from Ronald Reagan. What was it about? Um, oh, I, we got to read it. Uh, you sent me two quotes. Right. I do. And, uh, I do vaguely remember Oh, the... I got it. I got all right. it. I found it. All right. All what right. you got? And it has to do with this victim mentality. This, All of this. Everything's connected to everything else. We must reject the... This is Ronald Reagan. We must reject the idea that every time a law is broken, society is guilty rather than the lawbreaker. It's time to restore the American precept that each individual is accountable for his actions. What? <laughs> That's heresy. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. Shocker. Say it isn't so. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly the way it should be. That's right. Um, has been in times past, and somewhere we got off track there. Yeah. But we, uh, we absolutely need to get back to that. So those that are listening, we know you have input in, in, in that area, um, and it starts with you. So uh, you be that example that you want to see in others and don't tolerate this victim mindset and all this other nonsense that you uh, you see out of folks and especially don't tolerate it in yourself. That's right. So mindset, we, we've, uh, we both have some background and experience in mindset and we've talked about it here a number of times and we'll talk about it a hundred more uh, before too long. I'll say it again. I've said it probably two or three times on these podcasts. The best way to predict the future is to create it. You can decide what it is that you want to do. Having a mindset of resilience, just again, you know, even if you don't know exactly what it means, even if you know nothing more than it's my ability to recover, you know, after difficulties in a fairly quick fashion, 
fact it's something that simple, it will increase in your mind what we think about expands. And so your ability to be more resilient is I'm going to I'm going to make the decision. I'm going to be more resilient. I'm not going to let the storms of life and the thing is everybody has them. Everybody has deaths. Everybody has divorces. Everybody has difficulties at work. Everybody has setbacks. Everybody has health problems. Everybody. You either have it yourself or somebody very close to you that you love has it. And yeah, you you can decide. I'm going to I'm going to acknowledge it. I'm going to I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to weep. I'm going to be a part of this, but I'm not going to let it wipe out my life and get me down. So, mindset, that's a, another element of resilience. Yeah, and talk about um, you know, the, the getting through things. So, you know, it's um there're things that happen in life that you don't have any control over. Right? The the loss of a uh, of, of a loved one, the um, you know, and I, I don't know, loss of a job, many different things. You know, there's you can't get all wrapped around the axle about things that you don't have control over. You know, and I and I see it happen right Giving every day. I, external I, forces, right? Right, yeah. right. I, and I I watch other people, you know, worry about things, and I'm like, well, first off, why are you given that time and energy? Right. I mean, what? Why are you even interested in that? How is that making your life better by you engaging and, and spending time and energy on that? And usually the answer is it's not. It's actually you know pissing me off or irritating me. I'm like, well, okay then, stop worrying about it. There's nothing you can do about it. It's not you know in your wheelhouse. Let it go. Move on. You got way more important things to uh, to worry about. And sometimes I'm having that conversation with other people externally, and sometimes I'm having that conversation in my own head, yeah. telling myself, you know, because I've caught myself getting involved in something that I just need to step away from because I, I see, you know, maybe getting drawn into some drama or something, and I, I really don't like drama. I, I just I, I have no use for it. And um, <laughs> I, I declare my life as yes. a drama-free zone, not, not playing in that arena. So um, You've made a decision. I have. Yep. Absolutely. Now, does it happen... Uh, so where that plays out perfectly all the time? No. Um, and, and I will say that um, there's not anywhere near what there has been in decades past yeah. since making that decision. Some people like it. I've been around them. They really do. In I fact, think there's people that feed on it. Yeah, they, they need it. They need it. They or at least they it. think they need it. Uh, when, and what they, if they could actually take a step back out of their body and see what it's doing to them, they might decide otherwise. And those around them. Right. Even more so than what it's doing to you. Yeah, no, I guess it's both. People that are into drama and into all that, it's, they're very difficult to be around. I want nothing to do with them. So I'm with you. I'm tracking on that. Um, last week at the Learning Over Beer Talk with Paula, she uh, she read a that story. That was outstanding, by the yeah. way. Okay. She, uh, she knocked it out of the park. I, th- I thoroughly enjoyed that. But she opened with a story about perceptions of reality. Remember, it was the cookie. Yes, tea. yes, yes, That's, yes. Uh, and the, the point there, I won't get it. I won't tell the story, but I'll just say, and this is another resilience thing. Right. A lot of times, the reality that you're telling yourself in your own head is not the reality out there. Or, you can change it. You can change how you interpret it. You can change how you react to it. All of these things. And so, resilience again. Right. Wow, something bad has happened. This is the worst thing in the world. I suck. This is awful. I'm going down. I'm going to get fired. You know, 
You can go to you can go there. You can go down this whole negative downward spiral. Or you can say, wow, hmm. <laughs> what is the equation? Pain plus reflection equals progress. There nice. You go. Nice. Right. I was thinking about while you're talking, I was thinking about E plus R equals O, right? That whole events happen, how you respond to them is gonna determine the outcome. The outcome. Yeah. Look at that. All yeah. this stuff is tying together. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, another uh, another thing that jumped out at me uh, talking about mental toughness is um, not living in the past, right? So you gotta you gotta learn from the past, not not uh, not live in it, right? So don't don't dwell on it, but learn the lessons from it, and don't keep repeating those same mistakes that are creating outcomes that you're not happy with. So you don't like that outcome, then let's change some of the things that contributed to making that outcome a reality. And I say this about living in the past. Now, use the example of a, uh, a rearview mirror, right? Or, or the little bitty mirror on a, on a motorcycle. You know, you, they're not huge because you really need to focus on what's in front of you, yeah. not what's behind you. Right. Now, what's behind you is somewhat important, so they're there so that you can, you know, take those looks as, as you need to and reflect. But the view that you need to focus on is what's in front of you, where you're going, what you want to accomplish and not what's happened in the past because you don't have any control over that anymore. I, I really do like that word picture of that. It's, I think it just tells the story perfectly. It's a small mirror, even in a car, it's a small mirror to look back. You know, you got, you got to keep looking forward. And um, yeah, do you ever have these circumstances where something happens to you in life, something, something difficult, something challenging, and it stuns you? It, you just, and, and it just for, for a moment, you are just suspended in in space and time trying to get your bearings and you're just sort of stuck uh i don't know is that you know just sort of it, it's almost like you're yeah you're just shocked into and you momentarily just stop and you don't know what's going on it's just disorienting and and you ever had that <laughs> no I, I i absolutely think i have and and what's what's interesting and, and what i was thinking about while you're saying that is it does feel like, um, you know, time stops and it, it, you know, it feels like an eternity. I think those things actually happen pretty quickly, you know, where your where your mind is processing what's occurring and figuring out what what your next steps are. And while it seems like in your own head, you know, that took like a half an hour, um, it probably took a few seconds, nanoseconds even, and yeah. uh, and, yeah. and and you were you know on your on your way to to do what needed to be done to react to that situation. So the reason I ask that question is because I think some people, when that happens to them, I think they make the decision to just remain stuck. They just stay there, and they don't they don't know what to they don't know what to do. And they so they they it's almost like a computer that gets that its cue gets locked up. You know that it can't you know the spinning pinwheel of death that you get on right. your computer when it can't do anything. Yeah, the beach it's ball. Just, they right, call it on right, a Mac. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, back to resilience. Why do I ask that question? And it, it's because another way to get out of this negative mindset that you might be in is, okay, I'm stunned. Something happened. It's, been, it's difficult. I'm not quite sure what to do. Take some action and start moving again toward your goals. And all of a sudden, you find yourself out of it, out of that right. negative mindset. And so, 
taking action and, and never forgetting, constantly reminding yourself of where you're headed in life. And I, I mentioned goals, but I just mean the general trajectory of your life, right. your family, your job, your, you know, cl- whatever it is that you are moving toward right. and that you are desiring to accomplish, remind yourself of that and start doing things to get you back on there. That's, that's resilience. That's, I got to recover. Yeah. I got to get back on my feet. Yeah, it's, um, you mentioned action, right? So action is, is going to overcome it for you in most all situations. Mm-hmm. And I, I, in my mind, I equate action to the throttle or the gas pedal. Uh, in, in a vehicle on a motorcycle and uh, and I think um, you know I think back to my law enforcement days and I was always taught and I believe it's true and I've, I've seen it play out that the gas pedal will always get you out of more trouble than it will get you into okay right the brakes when when stuff goes bad right you're you came into a corner too hot and and you're starting to lose control of your car or whatever um, what's gonna get you out of trouble more often than not is the gas and not the brake so you got to keep pushing forward. The uh, the the, the brake is going to create some some bad mojo that you just want to stay away from. Okay. And uh, roll on that throttle or that press your, on that gas pedal and keep on getting. Your, it. Did you ever take uh, tactical driving as a as a when you were a police officer? Yes. Is that you did? Okay. They they must did they teach that? Yes. They went, okay. All right. Yeah. That and it was also drilled <laughs> into my head by some of my field training officers that uh, you know the gas is is definitely going to get you out of. Uh, of course, that was. That was at a time when the the population in this area was uh, quite a bit less than it is now, and the traffic wasn't like it was, and and we could um, we could drive a lot faster than uh, than it's safe to drive under emergency situations now. Yeah, yeah, I I've not heard that before, and I I think you're right, and it makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'm not hearing anybody say it. Right, when you get in trouble, hit the gas. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 this is unrelated. I have to tell this story, though. I, my, my father was riding with me one night on, on patrol, and we were going to a call. It was actually a, a suicidal subject with a gun, and uh, we were headed out some of the uh, the very fine rural roads in our county, right? <laughs> we talked about those one time. but um, So we're rolling down this particular road, and, and we're moving along at a pretty good clip, and I, I looked over at him, and I and I said, uh, do you have your seatbelt on? And... Uh, he looked, he looked back at me and says, yep, and if I had two, I'd be wearing them both. <laughs> uh, that's just, that's, that's yes. stuck with me. But uh, um, That's a good one. Yeah. I, I took the time to think about for a few minutes, and I wonder if, if you did, and if not, that's fine. But I started thinking about who out there, and that's another thing that I personally do, is where are there examples of resilience that I can look to? to draw encouragement and there's there there is in today's day and age a flashing neon sign as big and as bright as any demonstration of resilience that i think possibly eh, that's probably an overstatement i don't know one of the biggest one of the biggest demonstrations of resiliency that certainly in my life certainly in my life Okay, I can say that I've ever seen, and that is, you know, love him or hate him, Donald Trump. Right. That man. I, I, the light came on for right. me about you know a third of the way into when you were talking about this. Yeah. You just you know doesn't matter what you think about him. The one thing you got you know you, <laughs> whether you think he's crazy, whether you think he's a genius. Right. It doesn't matter. That man is under constant attack. Right. 
from so many different angles. And he just gets up every day yeah. and keeps doing it. It's amazing. Right. You talk about resilience. Imagine how big his why has to be. Oh, my. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. Because, yes. I mean, you think about it, and, and I'd like for everybody that's listening to this to, to, to think about that. So think about the, the again, like Kevin said, whether you, whether you love him, like him, or, or hate him, whatever. That, put that aside. Think about all the shots that have been taken at him over and over again. He, no matter what he does, what he says, they're going to spin it in a negative direction. And it's a, a constant um, just attack after attack. And, you know, you, you, why? How, how, many, how many of you out there listening could have endured what he's endured this far? And, you know, so imagine how committed he must be to whatever that why is, that outcome Sticking that he's looking for. Course, right? Yeah, he's, right. he's staying the course. That's right. There's some persistence going on there. Absolutely. And uh, no doubt an, a great example of, of resilience. And, and it's not just, the thing is, it's not just people, you know, well, let's analyze this policy decision and figure out, you know, whether or not we agree with it, which is, of course, completely valid. It's that, it plus every single aspect of his personal life, the most embarrassing and humiliating and you know and he's like i'm sure they still exist i haven't seen one in a while when you were a kid you had those those you know stand up punching bag things right you'd punch it and it'd fall over and it'd pop right back up right you, you know and you keep doing that and you could have to spend that thing for hours no matter how many times you punch a thing unless you popped it it just keeps popping back up and coming right back at, and that is him it's amazing so again i'm not, you know some people may not look to him as an example of anything Right, but I tell you what, it's tough to argue that that he's not a great example of resilience, though, whether Absolutely. you like what he's doing or not. That's right, hundred percent. Yeah, 100%. I, I, I think that's a great example. So there, there are others, and I, um, I read a book. Many, many have heard of it. I think I've mentioned it too. Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. Yes. Viktor Frankl was a, a Jewish psychiatrist that was, his whole family was taken into uh, concentration camps, and all of them were killed. He was the only survivor from his family, and the resilience that that he describes not only from himself, but from many of the other survivors that made it through. That horror is another remarkable example of resilience. And, and you know, there's many, many out there. And I look to that, I really do, because I wanna, um, I, examples are important for us to be able to look to. And, and I think I mean, it makes it uh, easy to connect to and understand, right? So you see how it played out for somebody else. And, you know, it's a, we like we like stories, and, uh, and and we can connect to those, and they feel real, and we can see ourselves in those scenarios and how we might have reacted. And I, I think that's why people value things of that nature. Absolutely, this, this is the final one I'll tell at least for right now until I tell you another one. I'm reading this book called uh, Endurance. In, uh, Endurance is the story of Ernest Shackleton, who um, pulled together a um, a group of 27 men uh, in 1914 to sail from England to Antarctica and they were attempting to be the first group of, of men to transit from one side to the other on foot the, the, the first humans right to, at least as far as we know um, the, to walk across the continent of Antarctica and they they didn't make it they got about within 50 miles of where they were going to lay ashore and they got stuck in pack ice. Hmm. And then they they were just pushed along by pack ice for 10 months. And then ultimately the ice 
crushed endurance that's the name of the ship right uh crushed the ship and they had to live on the ice flow and incredible story but uh two years later after the most unbelievable feats of endurance and resilience popping back from this this book is amazing you could it's one thing after another that went wrong and i think it was about two years later they had to leave most of the men they finally made it to a remote uninhabited island right and then they set out i think four or five of them set out in a small boat two years later they came back and rescued them all 27 men survived it was incredible incredible story two or three years in i mean and all the world thought they were dead and gone and they kept figuring out ways to do things that kept them popping up every single day. Every time something would knock them down, they'd pop back up and keep going. It's an amazing story. So there's all kinds of examples of resilience out there. Go grab onto them and learn and grow from them. So anyway, go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, the uh, those guys had to had to have a, a strong will to survive, too. Yep. Right? This, is, this, is not how, this is not how we're going out. Right. Um, I think to, to take on a challenge like that to begin with is uh, is something that many would shy away from. So, you know, those guys had to have a certain mindset to even even want to engage in that. And, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense how they could survive something like that. Resilience is, um, is important. And, uh, you know, one of the other things that jumped out with me to me when we were talking or when I was reading about mental toughness is, and, and I know I've said this before, the whole... Um, things that um, you you need to ignore, right? So you know, stay away from the the keeping up with the Joneses syndrome. Right? Those things just you know you don't need to focus on that, right? You need to you know the old you do you, and uh, as best you can. Yeah, and don't don't worry about what everybody else is doing, and don't. Um, this is another one that 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 bugs me, right? So celebrate other people's successes. Don't be envious of of their their successes and uh and 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 you know you're not gonna you might think you're gonna feel better by by you know beating somebody else down and that's just short term because you're gonna have to keep doing it because that you know that there's no good in that right build other people up and and be happy and celebrate their successes and you know work work on you focus on you and be you know you also you know you probably know people and you could think of people when, when i say this about um you know being alone there's there's some people that just are absolutely petrified by the idea of being alone, whether it's you know not being a re- in a relationship or you know just spending the afternoon by themselves at home, and and I think in, in uh, one of the signs for me of, of mental strength is you know you've got to you've got to be comfortable with just you, and um, you know okay in that environment and uh, you know I, I I think that's important. I do too, very much so. I call I, uh, it cave time. Okay, <laughs> right? That's good. Pick your club up yes. and go back in the cave, and and <laughs> spend some time in the cave, recharge. That is awesome. I love. I, yeah, I gotta have my alone time. If I don't, in fact, it's it's where most of my batteries are recharged, and that's I think part of the place I also dip into is alone time to to get back to resilience. Because you know what, you're gonna wake up tomorrow. You're going to go to work. You're going to talk to people. You're going to deal with your children and your wife. You're going to, and you know what? Stuff's going to happen. And it's going to upset you. It's going to set you back. It's going to, and the day after, and the day after, and the day after. 
and you just got to keep popping back up and going. Right. Um, the alternative is no fun. The alternative is much, much worse. Right. Right. Absolutely. So. And I know, you know, there's the, the, the people I surround myself with, um, you included, uh, are they're resilient people. And, um, you know, folks that are dealing with the situation that we're dealing with right now, um, we all are, are hoping for a positive outcome. Yeah. And I also know that regardless of the outcome, we're also going to be okay. Right. That's right. That's right. That's absolutely and I, correct. I find, I find some peace and comfort in that. Um, obviously, I, you know, if I'm doing the choosing, I've got the outcome that I'm picking. Right. And, uh, and again, I just, I, I know, and, uh, and I do have peace of mind in knowing that um, whatever the outcome, we'll get through it together. Amen. Well said. Well, thank you, Bryant. Thank much. you. Yeah, this was a good conversation, and I've enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah, I appreciate the, the mental break for a few minutes, you yeah. know, even though we didn't leave the topic, right, because it's still in the forefront of my mind. Just um, thinking about other things as, as we're talking kind of, you know, gave me a little, a little vacation from that for a few minutes, and uh, I appreciate that. Well, very good. Very good. So let's all go be resilient. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Until next week. Thank you all. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Graybeard Chronicles. Please subscribe so you'll receive notification when new episodes are available. To learn more about the Graybeards, visit their website, graybeardchronicles.com.